The Euroallegiance podcast is brought to you in part by the generosity of our wonderful Patreon supporters. Visit patreon.com forward slash the Euroallegiance podcast for bonus episodes, behind the scenes content, merchandise and more. Now, let's get to this week's show. sobbing. I can hear it I can hear it in the hall now. It is breaking down crying. Uh, it turns out that Attila, the arrogant so and so, he's got a fake hammer. Oh a fake? Yeah. Whoa. As I say, dick. <laughs> Hello there and welcome to episode 23 of the Eurolegions podcast. And this week we're going to pick up on the Cosmic Legions lore from episode 21. So we had a slight interlude last week when we talked about the dwarves. A short interval. A short interlude, yeah, with our longest episode ever. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, that voice you hear there is uh, the very smooth Malcolm Kennedy all the way from Birmingham on Wi-Fi. Hello. You all right? Good, thanks. And we have on 4G from North Wales, uh, looking to create more technical problems than usual. It's uh, Richard Jones. <laughs> Hi, gents. I try to keep you on your, your game, John. Yeah. I don't want you having a too easy a life. Yeah, you know, I have, I, have, I have a busy day tomorrow, so I don't know how I'm going to edit out all the gaps in uh, in, in your connection, but uh, yeah. we'll get there. <laughs> I'll be... I'll be back in Bristol on the uh, on the Wi-Fi next Wednesday evening. So you're okay great. next that week. That sounds great. But uh, yeah, it's uh, so if you're listening, if you are listening to this on a Friday, you'll 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 realise I had to pull an all nighter on a Thursday to to get this up. But uh, <laughs> you can thank Richard and my understanding family. So uh, yeah, we had a lot of nice feedback last week about our dwarfs episode. Um, we did. Yeah, I think uh, the the dwarf community within legions was uh, very happy to get a little bit more attention than the normal. Um, we had even, I'd say, a few, we had a few new people commenting that uh, hadn't normally seen. So that was nice. And uh, Anthony obviously shared it far and wide. Guion was too busy on his stag do to to do much, but I'm sure he will eventually. <laughs> He'll be, he'll be sobering up for another week after that. <laughs> it sounds like it. He did send us a little message uh, yesterday to tell us he was still alive, so that was uh, comforting to know. Um, and great for him. And uh, he'll have recovered by the time his wedding is in uh, January, I think he said, wasn't it? So, yeah, we, we might have recovered from Legion's yes, Con, he'll have recovered from his stag. So, sounds good. Uh, but uh, before Legion's Con, actually, this week, uh, the Four Horsemen are at PowerCon. They uh, are. That's another one I'd I'd like to go to if I ever had uh, unlimited funds and unlimited air miles. Um, that sounds like a pretty good con. Yeah, I have, I have to admit I'm pretty jealous over that one. Um, I would have talked to my wife about it, but as I'm disappearing to America for a week without her later this year, I thought better just keep quiet. Yeah, I think that if there's think think that into yeah, I think if there's only one you can go to as a Legion's fan, uh, Legion's con is still the one. But if if you want to expand it to all toys and, you know, I think 
people listening to this podcast for the last uh, 22 and a bit episodes have uh, probably realized that we're into, especially uh, you boys are into wide and varied stuff still. So um, you definitely find uh, other things to attract your attention at PowerCon, not just the four horsemen table. Yep, definitely, definitely. And uh, Ohio, that looks like a nice place too. I don't know much about it, to be honest. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the chances are it's going to be, be it's going to be better than where I stayed <laughs> in New Jersey. <laughs> well, if you're too cheap to stay in the official hotel, then you know. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> what can we say? What can we say? Um, and yeah, connected to um, PowerCon, there was the PowerCon exclusive uh, made by the Four Horsemen. Not a member of either of the Legion's lines or Figura Obscura. A standalone PowerCon exclusive on his own called Demistrios. With the green exclusive glow-in-the-dark, and well, not glow-in-the-dark, but green uh, translucent uh, Belphegor head and hands. Yes. Yep. So Mal has one on the way. I do. Uh, Quite you, excited. You, one or two? I think, did you say you got I've two? Got, I've, got, I've got two because of the cost of shipping. Yeah, so that just, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll That's probably it. for the in immediate future it'll be displayed in box because <laughs> you know <laughs> I've still got that bit of me as you know. So. Of course, yeah. And then uh, when you need to fund the next PowerCon exclusive, you might have to sell it. <laughs> we'll see then. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We'll see. But uh, yeah, there was a little bit of uh, controversy today, uh, Wednesday, uh, with Demistrios. Uh, some people. Uh, Come without his clothes or without his cape. <laughs> yes. Uh, and immediately ran to the cabal to post about it rather than reaching out to who they bought it off. <laughs> but maybe in this case, that's okay. I, I don't know. I'd, 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 I would much rather people just go, oh, I've not had it right. I'll contact four horsemen. That's the end of it. Just don't fill the cabal. And then there was lots of other people posting. They got it and... I saw some people post, did you get a cape? And he was like, oh, was he supposed to come with a cape? So I think there is a, <laughs> there is a quotient of people that uh, maybe uh, don't pay that much attention to the reveals and maybe just buy on site or, you know, just, just say, oh, that, I like the look of that. And uh, when he comes, they open the box and what's in the box is what they think they get. And uh, yeah, maybe they wouldn't have found out they missed a cape if they hadn't posted it on the group. <laughs> but good, they should, because... Um, I think we'll just, I'll read out Jeremy's post. So Jeremy addressed it then fairly quickly uh, in the group after that. Um, and I'll just read exactly what he posted so there's no confusion and uh, we can move on from it. Uh, he says, for those wondering why some of the Demetrios figures have a cape in package and some don't, this is not a factory hap error. Here's what happened. Since these are con figures, they needed to be in hand for the event. The complex nature of the soft goods on Demistrios took the factory a while to create, more than they expected it would, and we wanted to make sure these arrived on time for PowerCon. To do that, the factory told us that they could get half the run done and on a ship with the soft goods, but they would have to airmail us the other half of the capes and skirts. This issue was simply in the PowerCon's team enthusiasm to get these out. An honest mistake was made and some of the capes and skirts were not inserted or were not mailed along with the figures. I hope this helps to explain the situation. If you get a Demistros that doesn't have the soft goods, 
you will want to contact PowerCon. And he says, please don't be a jerk. Only request these if yours doesn't have them, as there aren't enough pieces, as there are only enough pieces to go with the figures that don't have the capes packed in. And and to be fair, PowerCon themselves jumped on it very quickly. They, they sent did an too, email yeah. out to, yeah, to assume the mailing list and apologising and saying, you know, get in touch if if yeah. you haven't got yours. So fair play to everyone involved. Yeah, it's just a bit unfortunate. I, th- I think, uh, I guess PowerCon were probably trying to get a lot of these out before they maybe uh, left for the for the con weekend, so they didn't have a big pile of stuff to do when they got back. And also it makes fans happy. And uh, yeah, these things can happen. It's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of, sometimes it's uh, it's good to be the first mover and, and get ahead of things, and sometimes it's good to sit back and <laughs> and just uh, take your time. But uh, you never really know. Um, I mean, obviously, with uh, with this kind of stuff, it's uh, you know these people are very busy. They have a huge show coming up, and uh, you know it's probably one person doing the shipping, you know, and uh, that's very easy to happen, uh, especially when it's just a little bit more complicated than popping the figure in the box this time. Uh, but it also shows you how um, complex maybe the soft goods are getting that it's uh, taking them along time to to produce them even more than the figure because the figure is just reuse of parts and and paint apps so yeah well, that's uh, interesting a little bit no doubt the quality that the horsemen sort of demand of uh, the final product as well might play true true that, so, yeah, true which benefits us all but those of us who are uh, happy to wait for this figure next year <laughs> won't have to deal with cape gate Hopefully we'll have to deal with uh, bonus head included by mistake, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> no, fingers crossed that would happen because that would, that would um, oh, yeah. just for the comments alone, that'd be worth that. <laughs> that'd uh, give us an episode worth of content, wouldn't it? I've I've seen a couple of people it who, really don't would. Seem to be, who don't seem to be that impressed with the head, so uh, maybe you'll see a couple of pop-up for sale yeah. anyway. Still, people know it's rare, though, and uh, that's true. That's true. It will be a premium, but yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you could pick it up for under twenty five dollars, it's probably worth it. Uh, and then you get your your regular figure next time uh, when it's available more easily. Then you've got yourself an exclusive, and hopefully, without the big power con written across the box, that'd be nice. <laughs> I don't know. I quite like it. I got the. It's kind of it's what? cool when you want it as a, the con exclusive and everything, and I get it. That's it. But well, uh, it, yeah, if I'm buying it. it later from the Horseman, I, I'd be happy just to have the Mysterios written across it. And I'd love to get to the bottom of: is this just a one-off thing for con, or as is, is there something connected to this guy that's going to follow for more stuff? You know. Everything they've said suggests it's just a one-off, isn't yeah. it? But you never know with the horseman. You never know, yeah. They like surprising yeah. us with stuff. But I do find it interesting, or uh, well, maybe we'll, it'll be explained at some point as to why this didn't fit in anywhere. Um, but yet it's very much could fit into Legions, for example, definitely. And maybe they just didn't want people moaning, the completists moaning about that they... They're doing exclusives for cons and they can't get them, you know. I don't know. That's cons that are not Legion's con, you know, obviously. 
I've seen people complaining about them doing stuff for Legion's gone as well. So, ah, uh, yeah, but come on, come on. Oh. It's their own con, you know? know. It's just not even SDCC or, you know, which everyone does. But uh, and and they're not true exclusives, are they? That you get, you know, there might be yeah, an item in the, you know, usually. Yeah. 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 So. It's what they used to do with Motu Classics. Yeah. I, I think everybody said it, you know, at the end of the day, if you if you can't get to the con, then just buy it on eBay if you really want the exclusive bits that are in there. It's still a heck of a lot cheaper than travelling all the way over to New Jersey and paying for yeah. a hotel and fuel and all that yeah. sort of stuff. You know, so you're getting it cheaper than people who are actually attending at the end Definitely. of the day. So don't mind, just buy Definitely. it on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, me and Mal are laughing because I tried to give John a thumbs <laughs> up. Luke. Um and apparently I don't know which way my camera points and it yeah. was just all over the place. It was like I was it's like I'd lost my own hand and was trying to find it again. <laughs> it's like the people who introduced the other people on their stream and they're like, Yeah, there's Rich and there's Mal and there's <laughs> yeah. John. Oh, yeah. If we based on that, if we tried to do that, I'd still be going now trying to find people. I'd be looking behind the screen and everything, where are they gone? Who are they? What are they? So yeah, that's, so then um I, I did a little uh I did a little, my, my, one of my favorite types of maths is, is trying to find out how many days it is to somewhere by just subtracting dates. And it's, it's, uh, it's actually very easy in your favorite tool, Excel, Rich. But, uh, um, oh, yes. It's a, so just to figure out that it's 91 days to LegionsCon, which is That's not very many. No. It's less than 100. And, and I still have stuff to, to sort out as well, so it's uh, tw- like basically twelve weeks, you know, and a couple of those are now the rest of the summer here, so they'll fly by. Uh, you know, you're on holidays this week, Rich, so you know, by the time you get back and get sorted again next week, and that'll be another week gone by, and then you'll be like, "Ooh, where am I?" And I was sat on a beach this afternoon wearing um. Wearing a wetsuit and crash helmet because we've been kayaking in the ocean. Wow. Um, and I'd had to come out 20 minutes before my, the rest of my family because I had unbearable cramp in my legs that just wouldn't stop. Oh, no. Because um, apparently I'm just getting old and that sort oh, of thing happens. Yeah. Um, so I was just lying on the beach, annoyed, head back thinking, and I've already picked another like 15 customs that I'm actually going to sell the heads for now instead. Oh. So um, my Legion's con table it, it's, uh, content it's will be going spreading, up and up yeah. and up. Yeah. Was that cat? Cramp in the calf or or in the hamstrings? No, uh, weirdly it was in my thigh. Also the front. Oh yeah, okay. The thigh and the groin area, and I just just couldn't. Yeah, to the point that when I got back to shore, one of the um, instructors had to help me out of the kayak because oh, I just geez. literally couldn't stand up. Yeah, I get that when if I play football with the annoying. kids or the neighbours' kids uh, these days, because that's about the only football I play. Uh, the next day I get this, you know, muscle, you know, pain in the thighs that I like. I never had before you know mm. i could play football just like after not playing for weeks back in my 20s and 30s and be fine now it's like this enormous kind of you know muscle pain like i've worked out in the gym for two weeks just from kicking a few footballs around <laughs> i think it's trying to tell yeah. me something it's trying to say get def- moving get your backside moving maybe that's yes i think my leg was definitely doing 12 that to me weeks today. to legion's con Maybe it should be 12 weeks so that you can actually uh, get slightly fitter yeah, for the event the for sitting on I your ass behind the table for a weekend. But there'll be more involved. But, you know, yeah, there'll be l- long flights, 
time zones. Exactly. And there's a lot to prep and plan for. For instance, I ordered 80 small plastic boxes off um, AliExpress a couple of days ago. So that uh, hopefully when I sell heads to people at EgensCon, there'll be a little bubble wrap bag inside the plastic box, keep them nice and safe for them. So, you know, there's all sorts of random stuff. Great like minds think alike. So I was thinking this week, how, how should I best uh, prepare for uh, selling heads and some customs? Uh, I don't want to just hand it to the person and go, there you go, off you go, or, you know, give it to them in a baggie. It just doesn't seem right for the amount of work that goes into it. But at the same time, I can't have my whole, I can't have my whole luggage full of just packaging. So I will. Okay. So if, if I'm smelling a lot at the end of uh, <laughs> four days of wearing the same clothes, then people know why. Cause I, you know, I thought, as I said before about with me, it's the giving, not the receiving. It's the giving to people. It's self, the it's, it's, it's the will be there on bubble, Saturday right. evening and going to the local TK yeah. Max to, to buy clothes for rich. <laughs> like, just put these on, put the other ones in the bin. <laughs> we don't care. I actually found myself, I actually found myself on a headband website yesterday as well, looking at getting a headband because <laughs> it's going to be warm there. So t- to deal with the sweating, I'm going to get like a proper, wick fabric thing that just takes oh. the sweat away and there's a website that prints logos on it so i can get the euroleges podcast oh, on it. so i'll be the lunatic behind the table with a, a very cool t-shirt which john and mal have seen but i'm not going to talk about it until the thing itself and then that would be my fear no. oh, oh no, no. We, need to, we need to have a little quarantine zone for those things you'd know where it's there you'd be able to smell it oh. <laughs> <laughs> when i when i used to live by myself and i was i was seeing my now wife um i used to play six aside football um, this is a few years ago now. Um, I'm being a bloke living by myself. I just get home, take my kit off, shin pads, all that sort of stuff. Chuck them on the bathroom floor. Next week came around, pop them back on again, play again. And it uh, and it got to the point where she she used to come around and just go like, no, either you start washing those more regularly, or I'm not coming around. It's like, okay, I'll do it. Fine. <laughs> yeah, they have a very uh, very persuasive uh, way of saying things. Huh? It's like. Either you do that or yes. no diggity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can see. Yeah, this is this is too realistic though for for Legion's Con. You know, I want a little bit of the fantasy to be like, oh, I'm going to get my ten hours sleep and then I'm going to get down and meet everybody. I'm going to not have a hangover. I'm going to be feeling great, looking great. There's no way we're escaping hangovers. Well, I've I've already said to you guys. No, if I end up sharing a bed with you, with you, that will rewind you. I'm, I'm a, a vicious person beater in my sleep, so you'll have the crap kicked out of you with me flailing my arms everywhere and all this sort of stuff. So I yeah, actually, yeah, this week I actually sent the hotel a message asking them if it was possible for three single beds instead of the two doubles. <laughs> so we get the bad news hopefully soon, and then there'll be a there'll be a big coin toss. <laughs> We're going to set up a wheel live on uh, Facebook. To I, see think which gonna ends up with Rich. I think it's going to be me and I think it's going to be me and you, Mal. Though to be fair, because Rich has already said that he punches people in the head in, in bed, so he needs to have a good gap between him and everybody else. Yeah, I'm quite happy to share, but I, I said I will beat the crap out of one of you, whoever I'm sharing with. So you need to be. Oh, I may beat the crap yeah, out. Yeah. So there's that. You know, there's, there's that. A, to there's be enough risk there, really, for for me to 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 just take a chance on Mal. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you just got my yeah. snoring that's all <laughs> oh well i've got to hear that anyway so yeah exactly <laughs> i put in the airpods <laughs> I, I put the your allegiance podcast on I full volume them. Recommend it. 
especially after alcohol. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, I'll just be passed out anyway, so yeah, it won't true. really matter. Yeah. That is the reason to drink, I suppose, you know, assuming, <laughs> you know, I mean, there is some people, there's obviously some nice people listening to this that maybe don't drink or gave up drink for whatever reason. And uh, obviously, you know, I'm sorry you have to listen to that, but that's the reality for us. Steer clear of... Uh, You'll be fine, John, because you've established your your like. Yeah, you? yeah, so yeah, fully established. Too. I'll tell you what, <laughs> we'll see how you are after your ten hour plane trip and whatever. <laughs> yeah. oh, you'll be there a couple of days ahead of us. You'll yeah, be, I, you I, know, I will. He's going well. <laughs> to be ahead of us. I need to text David Williams and tell him to really take you on a good session the first night there, so that you're in an absolute mess by the time me and Malik turn up. <laughs> There'll be pictures of me at intern for a day just to sleep on a chair in a corner. A complete waste of money, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Gerard will be avoiding us all week. He'll be like, oh, you know Rich. Oh, you're on that podcast Rich. Oh, no. Yeah, he disgraced himself yesterday. <laughs> if, they, if they do like the uh, the head sculpt thing again, they'll just be rich face planted into, the, <laughs> into it rather than painting it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you're going to G-Con and you're going to, you're, first you're going to get painting lessons from Cameron and Cherry probably. And you're going to watch Eric sculpting and then you're going to make a disgrace of whatever cool thing they have to let you paint this year. But what I want you to do is paint it. Do not, do not take the the cool three D print that they give you to paint and just pocket it and say I'm going to flip that. <laughs> you must paint it. I mean, until you suggested that, John, I, I wasn't going to do it. But now, now the word flip has been used. But no, I I I fully intend having a go. At you got it. like you got paint from Four Horsemen Studios on it, even if it's by your untalented hand. Yeah. It's better than leaving it without paint. Yeah, I think untalented's harsh. Abysmally <laughs> talented would be a, a more accurate description. Inexperienced it's painter. Right. David, yeah. David Williams is going to be there. He can just get him to paint. Oh it yeah, for him. Then we'll just give them both to David. Yeah, and you, yeah. you can, you can, you can. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll do a terrible you can job. Do art direction for him. Yes. <laughs> I'll do an absolutely terrible job of mine, and then as you go take the photograph, I'll just swap them over. I'll make sure I'm sat next to him. And he'll have this god-awful look like it's painted by a three-year-old in front of him. And I'll have this masterpiece and just go, yep, look at me, nailed it. So what you do is you get, you get, say you have an hour to paint them. You say, right, David, do yours as good as you can in half an hour. I'll make a slop of mine. And then you can spend the last half an hour fixing mine. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, with the time you get to paint it, it is a lot, I'd suggest, lots of dry brushing. That's the way to go. Yeah, get a base coat down, dry it with a hairdryer, and dry brush the daylights out of it. And just ask David for advice on the colours. And you're sorted. No pressure, David. Right with the colours. Whoa, right. colours. I can, I can pick colours. I can't paint, but I can okay, pick well, colours. Ask him what order to put Lord. them on then. Yeah, that, that's yeah. more likely. Yeah. Dark to light. Dark to light, Rich. Yeah. It's not Don't hard. Put them on with my finger. Not hard. Use Dark a brush. to light, Rich. Not hard. Not hard. Dark to light. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Remember that. Anyway, in a. In a <laughs> Sorry, you derailed us slightly. Yeah, perfect. Um, in a slight, uh, I would say, related to Legion's Gone Away, I wanted to bring it up is I painted some heads this week. I really got uh, going because I'd Anthony had talked last week about being, he was in a bit of a rut in regards to doing customs. And yeah, I'd kind of, kind of veered off a bit on the painting. I mean, I was very busy and happily engaged in this 
podcast and chatting to you guys and you know buying stuff and popping and swapping a bit and getting my new cosmics um but i had i had a lot of stuff i had primed months month or two ago and then i need meant to paint and i was like oh, i'm really looking forward to paint and i just didn't get the inspiration for it or you know because I, I always find okay once you've primed something to really get it kind of going off the ground you probably need a good hour or two where nobody disturbs you get the colors on it and then at that point i find i can you know pop in for half an hour with my wet palette i can do a few details and then i can pop off and do a few things that i need to do and maybe come back to it the next morning or the next evening or whenever i have time but to get i find that first hour or two you need that block to kind of get to get the colors built up and to kind of get it looking halfway good and i just didn't have the inspiration to that but i made myself do it this week i did my custom cosmic custom two weeks ago repaint of the century basically uh, to match a head that i'd painted a month or two ago and this week i got on to seba's dom's animal heads that we talked about in a previous episode of this that we were very excited about when they were released and i did prime them almost immediately when i got them and then they just sat there kind of waiting to be painted and i had planned oh, i'm going to do full customs with them and i might still do that but then i realized i can just paint the heads anyway because they're animal heads and i don't need to paint armor on them to match the custom i'm going to do because they're just animal heads uh so i did so i did an elephant a mammoth a walrus another rhino because i'd done a rhino custom and a hippo with the open mouth and that was an awful lot of fun really enjoyed doing that and i did them slightly differently to what i normally did but not majorly but i just tried a slightly different approach uh more with the kind of classic layering uh that they do with the games workshop not so much the slap chop dry brushing contrast i did it more with the layering and a little bit of uh dry brushing at the end with the some washes and a little bit of highlights and it uh i'm really happy with how they turned out and makes me excited too i got uh i got the stuff in from anthony uh off you rich when i was over uh those fat torsos in the armor so I definitely use one or two of those maybe for the walrus and uh the hippo or the yeah the hippo um the ones with the trunk i, th I feel like the trunk might impinge on the belly so I'll, I'll take a different approach with the mammoth and the elephant but um yeah a lot of fun to paint and i was very uh, happy i posted a picture up on our instagram page so if you want to see how they turned out and you haven't seen it already have a look um but that was a lot of uh, fun yeah they look they look really great yeah. john that walrus in particular just sang yeah. to me. It's just like, that's a that, that's I like the mammoth. I thought the mammoth came yeah, out really, really well. Cool. Oh. Yeah. I was Googling, you know, first I had to Google, you know, the different animals just to make sure I kind of got the colors how, because I wanted to do them reasonably realistic. Um, and the mammoth especially, because the, the trunk on the mammoth actually, the most of the ones I've seen, it seems to be pretty much similar color to the fur or, you know, with a lot of the, you know, the fur seems to be this kind of gingery red, uh, kind of brownish color. And the trunk is generally a version of that. So that's what I tried to capture. Um, and yeah, whether it's totally realistic for a mammoth or not is not a big deal. But 
um, I wanted it to look like a mammoth and not like, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, how would you say, like a space creature mammoth or something. That wasn't what I was going for this time. But um, but yeah, it does make me also tempted to order another batch of these heads <laughs> and do them in a different way. <laughs> but let's get these customs done first, maybe. You could do a pink elephant. <laughs> oh, yeah. A pink panther. Pink panther. Maybe I need there a pink panther head. Yeah. yeah. And a shop opened again today. Yeah, and that was the other thing I wanted to today. say about Planetary Dog Toys is that they're moving to the permanently open model. Seba, yeah, because they said they oh, have really? twelve oh, have printers. Rich James. <laughs> yeah, they have twelve. <laughs> Although that's, I find that model okay. <laughs> now when they drop new stuff, yeah, but that model is a bit lower on the FOMO because they're permanently open, unless they sometimes say, "Okay, we're going to maybe retire these batch of products." That might increase the FOMO, but when they're permanently open, you can kind of maybe just dip back in and out as you want as opposed to binging every time they open. I don't know. Depends on the type of person you are, I suppose. I don't know, yeah, because Wolf King... Yeah, Wolf King do it too. Yeah, and and they have certain drops where I'm desperate to get them, although I then didn't grab all the heads I wanted. Well, I haven't put an order in since they've done those cosmic heads, and a couple of them are sold out, and I'm like, damn it, now I need to wait for them to come back in. Oh, man. <laughs> but, or are some uh, of them sold in. out? Yeah, yeah. That's unusual. Yeah. They were very good uh, values, a couple of the cosmic ones, because they uh, they basically took free, uh, you know, free to use sculpts and modified them for the cosmic figures and put a few their own little embellishments on them. But they're selling them then at five to ten dollars as opposed to the sixteen to say fifteen to twenty that would be normally, because they don't have to pay an artist. So. Um, yeah, they were quite attractive. Yeah. There's some really nice sculpts yeah. too. I mean, I know it's, I know it's just ones they grabbed free, but the one that Len's wife painted up that he sent yeah. through to me, that's one of the, the free it's ones. Awesome, it's yeah. a lovely sculpt, really nice. Yeah, so I did a little Wolf King order as well. So I ordered a, ordered a couple of those uh, kind of skeleton cosmic head sculpts they had. They're called the Harvesters of Galactic Hunger. Uh, I did a few of those drone soldiers, the Locust drone. Um, I got two of their dragon heads as well. Actually, the dra- is it the dragon head that Jeremy posted today? On his tiger, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, he posted it. Might be that one, he? yeah. Because I'd never seen that one before. I don't know if they hadn't promoted it. I'm sucker for all things dragon. I've actually but primed Jeremy up said. those dragon heads you got for me, Rich, from that Chinese uh, seller. Oh, uh, from yeah. the yeah. He- Thai He-Man so, thing, yeah. Uh, paint those soon. Um, in his post, Jeremy did say that that one seemed to go under the radar a bit when yeah. it was released. So. And I got two of those. Uh, Remo, uh, it's the kind of real alien-looking kind of brainy, brain kind of alien guy by Emil. Not not the Mars Attacks brain, but the kind of no, has no, this brain yeah, texture on the so head. Good. Yeah. Um, Reminds me of there was a blue that one. Some, it was a character. Oh, really? Um, be... Yeah, there's a G.I. Joe. They've uh, one where it's got a, I mean, it's not exactly the same, obviously, but there's a G.I. Joe one where it's got like a, a brain sort of texture on this part of its head. I can't think what it's called. It's one I never uh, had yeah. as a kid. <laughs> so. And also there's, there's another one, I think it's one of the 
So it was a tenor, so it must be one of those uh, that wasn't sculpted by one of the people there, so it must have been one of those free IP ones. Uh, it's a kind of an alien with kind of ears and kind of almost like a fishy look on the face. Yes. And I see that it That's seems to be named after Kevin Dufresne, Mr. Cosmic. I didn't spot that. <laughs> it's called Kai Von Dupfree. <laughs> cool. I just noticed that now when I'm looking back at my order. Yeah, yeah so that'd be him then. So, well done, Kevin. You've made it now. And you are Mr. Cosmic. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's something to look forward to. Going to try another. I mean, I'm I'm building the bar for myself. I have a lot of stuff now to paint for. For least it's gone. And if some cool stuff comes out in the meantime, I don't know. But I was thinking last year when Travis sent me that box to paint of stuff from me, that only came in end of September and I managed to get a good bit of it done. So, yeah, but I did do a lot of painting. <laughs> Maybe I'm not prepared to do that again this year. <laughs> I have to see how things go. Um, yeah, see, that's why it's going to be much easier for me. This is all stuff that I've had painted up already that I just go, yeah, that one's going. Pop it in a little little bubble wrap bag, plastic box. Boom. Um. You got your Mark Calvo heads in, Mel. I did, yes. Uh, when Mark showed off those uh, Marines the first time he sort of showed them off, I thought they looked awesome. So I was just sort of waiting and waiting and waiting for him to put them up. So when he did, when he sort of said, you know, these are now for sale, I, I picked, I, gr- I dropped him a message, got them, and a couple of the Euroleg dwarf yeah, heads they're cool. that he I made to, um, for us. Which, uh, do an order for nice. Mark at some stage. Yeah, and um, and a couple of heads in there that were for Rich as well. The vampire with a helmet that Mark had painted, and the paint tap is really, really good. Um, yeah, it's fabulous, isn't it? Yeah, that's painted to match the uh, the Barry Molliger two point zero, so it's got those sort of metallics to it as well. So yeah. it looks really good. He's going to be one of the uh, one of Dragul's goons. Yeah, um, and then the other one you got is that uh, the most recent dwarf one he did and showed off, which looks really it, that looks really good as well. They all look really good. They're so clean as well. The uh, the prints are. Yeah, I was impressed yeah. by. Uh, well, I've had some of Mark's prints. They're very good, but yeah, the pictures put up. They looked really nice. Those space guys. Because a lot of detail on them, you know, so hard to get those kind of prints perfectly clean. Excellent. Very cool. So Very when are you going to paint them then? Um, I'm planning to use the Novian lean body for those marines, so I'll wait till they turn up and then I'll have a think about what I'm doing. I mean, I, I could probably Legion's paint them gone, before. Please. But... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll pre-ordered multiples of Novian lean, so I'll be getting them. I mean, I'd be happy if my Novian lean package is going past me as I'm flying to America, as long as I can buy some then at Legion's Con. I'd be be happy with that. Yeah, I was going to say, are you guys at all worried about that? Because I know when Jeremy was on our show, um, he was saying that he thought they might might well be at Legion's Con. But now they're still showing paint samples and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, oh, are they going to make it? Are they going to make it? But that was paint samples epoxys, wasn't it? I mean, money-wise, it'll save me some cash, but... The very recent ones have been, but it wasn't True. that long ago that they were still showing the the sort of wave uh, to cosmic stuff. Whereas I thought they'd be showing off. Well, I guess as, as he's, well. I think he did say, didn't he once? Yeah, and actually thinking about it, Jeremy did say on one of his, well, I think it was his show, that if they have an issue with one or two little parts, they'll still produce the rest anyway. So, so they might have a ton of Novian leans waiting to go, and they just need to tweak one little thing on his belts or something, and then yeah, so yeah. 
fingers crossed anyway. But does that mean, you know, if they start shipping in October, I'd be confident they'll be on the table at Legion's Con. That'd be my bet. So, fingers crossed here. It's possible. I think it's possible because what did they say now? Cosmic Wave 1 is shipped. And this is the next one out of the factory. So if the factory is up and running and going, I mean, they should be motoring on this now. Um, probably motoring on the Legion's Con exclusives as well, I suppose. Um, and of course, we don't know what else is going on. You know, there could be other stuff that they're, you know, reinforcements. Just figure saying, maybe. Obscura. <laughs> yeah, reinforcements, figure obscura. Yeah. Monkey King Part I'm Two. The rest of the crew is in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I Halloween. We'll I mean, I, okay, we, they said going. they're not going to. They said they're not going to maybe necessarily stick to these kind of Halloween type whatever dates, but I still think yeah, Halloween's a good time for a figure obscura. So it's it's ripe, isn't it? There's so many things that fit into that. Uh, world of figures uh that uh, from halloween and and so there's a possibility but it doesn't have to be i mean it doesn't have to be linked to any sort of holiday at all does it it's just when they want to release yeah. it so um yeah and uh we also saw mark calvo with the new dwarf sculpt that was very cool the new dwarf that Mark did. Oh yes, yes. That was yeah, yeah, that was a really good one. That was yeah. Definitely. He was talking about it being a sort of stone dwarf or something like that. I didn't see the original pictures, but he okay. mentioned it was a stone didn't dwarf. See that. So I thought that he was actually uh thinking about it for cosmic. Uh, and I think it could definitely work as a cosmic dwarf. But he certainly was doing it on a mythic build, so um be interesting to see how that one turns out, but I think one of the best dwarf heads I've seen in the third party uh, realm. So, uh, very much uh, looking forward to seeing how that guy turns out. But I uh, definitely want to look out for us to look out for Mark's posts there on the Cabal or actionfigure.showroom on Instagram. Definitely worth a follow. So anything else, gents? Sorry? I've just noticed, actually, well, I was just looking up at my screen, and there is, I think it's a StreamYard thing, there's a duck in the top left. Uh, and I ordered a, a duck knight head earlier this week. Obviously, from Dustle Dawn Studio. It's, um, I think it's one of their own things. Uh, is it called Sir Pato or duck? something like that? Yeah. So um you know me and my love of critters and that sort of stuff so it's it's a duck knight and I also and it's painted as well um Paris his daughter uh I think it's Anna does some painting so it's painted as well so that'd be pretty cool um and I also ordered their rabbit knight head uh, who's called the crop destroyer um and she's painted it in this amazingly cute like proper cute bunny sort of look so they they're both going in my vermin vermin gang uh faction vermin okay uh, I also got a painted piece from there as well um, for another one of my scumbags of the galaxy. So oh, it was a head and torso combination I, I bought from them as well. Yeah. Um, that's going to fit in really well. I might there, have I to pick your brain for another sort of uh, 
name for a faction because <laughs> I'm, I'm realizing that I'm developing a bunch of ideas for what's essentially going to be my little space pirate crew and you know <laughs> more ideas for them than anything else so i might have to pick your brain for something else some another cool name <laughs> yeah, always happy to help my my templars of doom plan for my space templars has changed though that's um as good a name as that was there's now a, a oh, different name can you reveal it no yeah, they are the bringers of serenity. No, sorry, the bringers of purity. My apologies. Templars of doom, bringers of... Okay. That's obviously looking at it from a different perspective. Then. Yeah, so it, it is. It's very much a doom and gloom. They, you know, they're, um, they're like the Spanish Inquisition sort of thing. They don't take prisoners. That's just soulless. It's, yeah, very much that sort of feel to them now. Okay. And I also, from Dustle Dawn Studios, I got about four or five torsos oh. as well. Damn them, because they had 20% off sale. Yeah. So there was a, a couple of torsos that I, I, I needed for a while. Needed is a strong <laughs> word. I've wanted for a while. So I picked you those up desired well. those torsos, yes. Yes. I've been looking at them with envy for some time. Cool, cool. So uh, who's going to paint them for you? That's the next question, huh? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. You know, if you're volunteering to paint some stuff, John, then that's absolutely fine. We can discuss offline. <laughs> Two of my um, bringers of purity. Uh, oh, are they? So. Okay, cool. Look forward. Yeah, look forward to. Look forward to. Yeah, see, I think that's another reason why I got my finger out with the painting because I knew I had to do some painting for you, so I used to get my eye back in. You know, because I, I think I'm more motivated when I'm doing it for a purpose. Rather than this uh, kind of, uh, yeah, I'm doing it for Legion's Con. It's a little bit, it's a little bit vague at the moment. So let's see how it goes. I mean, doing some for myself as well, but you know, that there's no rush on them as such. You know, that's the problem with that. Shall we move on then to what maybe everyone tuned in this episode <laughs> to listen to? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I should put we timestamps. Gonna... Skip all the cra- yes, skip all the idea. skip all the crap we to X minutes to forty odd minutes <laughs> if you want to actually hear the the main topic. But uh, honestly, why would you want to hear that? You're just here to hear us, surely, surely. <laughs> anyway, let's. Uh, They're all all here oh, for Mal's voice this week. It's like he is the cosmic guy, the smooth cosmic talker. Yeah, he's got, he's going even more smooth. Anyway, let's let's just take a little quick pause and then we can move into lore of cosmic legions part two following on from episode 21 which was part one great so last time we were uh talking about this stuff we finished on the factions, basically the affiliations they're called in Cosmic Legions. And now we have to make our way through the bios, the character bios and what they tell us in addition. Um, and we have to talk about the Outpost Saxius stories. Uh, don't worry, we won't read them all. We won't do the audiobook for you. We'll give you the, the, the Cliff Notes version. Cliff Notes, that's what I had when, when I was doing my exams. Yeah, I don't know it. if it was English. the same in the UK. Cliff Notes. Cliff Notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
hopefully it was the same in the States or something similar, but you, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, then we'll talk about the latest two little stories that were dropped uh, for this Friday. So probably the day this is released, assuming I get that all night or done. Uh, I'm, I'm PowerCon Friday evening. I'm getting closer and closer to trying to stay up all night on uh Oh, Mal. On Friday night. Oh, I'm just too excited. <laughs> and then I, I, lo- I love the idea of... Uh, I do understand. Staying but, up. you know, if you just go to bed at the regular time and you wake up, it's all there for you. Well, you know? I, I probably will. I say do it all night. I'll probably go to bed early for a few hours and then wake up in time for it. Ah, it that way. Well, I suppose but, you have that luxury yeah, with yeah, your children. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's it. I can <laughs> it. I, if I had kids, yeah. I'd go in bed. But, no, I was up till one o'clock in the morning after... <laughs> I was up till one o'clock in the morning after our last podcast because it ran yeah. quite late with the Ameri- with, uh, with the Americans with, with Anthony, uh, yeah. Anthony, and I was I was like a zombie the next day. So there's no way I can stay up from two till half three to uh, to watch the really reveal I have to do. Oh, the and next just day. Uh, just a quick word for Anthony's son Tony. So he he got he got even. You probably heard the odd little cough behind Anthony when he was talking on the podcast last week. Uh, apparently, uh, young Tony got a little bit more sick. I think. Uh, He's doing well now, so uh, fingers crossed that Tony is uh, fully on the mend, and uh, uh, it's it's always awful to have that sort of a thing, especially during the summer when uh, it's nice outside, and uh, yeah, you're just feeling like rubbish. So uh, yeah, hopefully him and the family are are back to normal after that. Cosmic character bios, we do slog. Yes, yes. So it's the first one. Gonna just gonna do this by affiliation. Work through the different characters in the affiliation. <clears throat> yeah. So. So this affiliation is Tusk. Then, this yeah? is Tusk. We're starting with uh, the one we've got the most figures for at the moment. Um, most characters for. So they're like the Legion of Arathir, basically of Cosmic Legion. They are evil doers. Name common use: Slog. Name full. High Warden Slog. His race is Squillek, and his affiliation, as we've already said, is Tusk, and his planet of origin is Axol 39. The hulking commander of the prison of Alkhtar, High Warden Slog is a brutal tyrant not to be defied. Exposure to a foreign atmosphere at a young age caused Slog a catastrophic injury. The Squillek, born on the moisture-rich planet Axol 39, was then fitted with a custom suit which provides vital moisture to soothe his burnt and damaged skin via canisters of thrixium. Although this specialised serum provides a reprieve from certain death, Slog's every movement is still bristling with agony. Like many of the prisoners he is so cruelly overseas, the High Warden's fate is chained to Havalkdar. Not only is his life-giving equipment tied directly to the prison's very structure, but Havalkatar's secondary function is the manufacturing of Thrixium, which provides Slog with an endless supply of essential serum. So that was the uh, profile off the site. And then there was a few articles with uh, in-figure focus. I didn't pick out everything from them because a lot of it was more about the figure and the process and that. But there was the odd bit of extra information. Um, although actually it might be that this is then mentioned in the engineers. Oh, yeah, yeah. So actually this is this next bit about him, but we'll link it to Slog was meant is mentioned in the engineers 
profile, but Slog's complex system of life-supporting equipment and strict regimen of uh, Thrixium serum require constant observation and maintenance. And it talks about the engineer. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's really interesting that uh, they're on this planet, this prison planet, and I think we talked about this before, but it's also the purpose of it being there is basically to manufacture this stuff. And the guy that's overseeing the whole manufacturer, his whole motivation is, well, this stuff keeps me alive. So, you know, I got to make sure that running a, a very uh, efficient and uh, strict ship here. Uh, so he's got his prison. They they can kind of take care of the maybe their threats. And also they're mining and manufacturing this uh, Thyrixium stuff that's basically uh, going to keep him alive, but also then obviously must have other uses throughout uh, whatever their operation is. I suppose even just to sell it and, uh, you know, use the profits for whatever evil stuff they want to get up to is uh, also an option. And and as it says, he's as much a prisoner there as... Uh... As the actual prisoners, yeah. so man. true, yeah. So explains him being yeah, such they a kind horrible of have a creature. They kind of have a a you know they have someone with motivation there to look after the prison. That's what you want as a you know if you're the evil person over this uh, uh, affiliation, then you <laughs> you're happy to have this guy here doing your business there because you know that he won't let you down because he has too many uh, ties to the place and too many reasons to do his job properly that he's not going to rebel against you you know it's kind of the perfect setup for that definitely definitely sorry mal i'd left myself on mute yes i was going to say i have a question about slog actually um it says he was injured at a very early age um and it's only thrixum that's keeping him alive and he recreated it so does that mean he's actually still relatively young and his his species matures really quickly and Thyrixium is a new discovery? Or does it mean that actually it's quite an old discovery and Zerion is actually really a lot older than she appears to be in the figure form? Oh, that's an interesting, that's interesting. yeah, yeah. My, my kind of tangen- tangential point to that is are all Squillex kind of, you know, big and hulking and disgusting like slog or is it because of his uh disease that he's that way or you know his uh yeah yeah uh-huh. uh, you know could there could you get your small little uh weird looking alien dudes as squillex they're just ones that maybe haven't uh experienced this or do they you know are there are there is there a variety of different types you know like there are you know whatever you know monkeys or Whatever. If we're going to start talking about little slog, we might end up going into an episode one. <laughs> so needs to be needs to be careful with that. Fair, fair, fair. Shall we move on to the sentry then? Yeah, yeah. as as uh, yeah. So sentry has been a very popular figure. Uh, it's very cool. It's just at the basis of a lot of figures so far, isn't it? Is that body slight tweaks um, for some of them? So common use tusk sentry. Full name, Tusk Sentry. Race, varied. So they can be anything. They could be human. Oh, wow. They could be various. There's a lot of people, I think, fixated on the idea that they're all that 
separate head that came with the figure or actually that's just one of the creatures that's in the suit essentially or the other way people have looked at it is of course is one's a bit more robotic and then if you stick the head on you've got the more uh humanoid uh, uh yeah kind of like the space marine thing almost yes, yes um planet of origin varied and affiliation as we said tusk so the enormous gates of a Valkatar inspire a sense of foreboding and dread in those who have the misfortune to gaze upon its rusted face. Perched atop its various walls and hiding within its armoured shadows are the soldiers known as Tusk sentries. Armed with long-range rifles and possessing the lethal close-quarters combat skills necessary to stop any soul unlucky enough to make it through the gunfire, these sentries are not to be crossed. So... Badass. First thing I'll say is it's cool that a Legion builder has a bio. Yes, and it, it it's a bit shorter than some, but it's 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 pretty badass, isn't it? <laughs> it's, yeah, it, the, you know you're getting a big ass rifle. Yeah, you wouldn't well, want to these guys, would you? No, no, definitely not. But I, I am definitely interested to to see down the line the different species. I mean, obviously we got the the bonus heads with this guy. Which is the, or not the bonus heads, but they kind of, they almost unlocked a head uh, uh, when, during the pre-order. When it went up for pre-order, this head wasn't revealed. And then as the pre-order did so well, they said, right, we're throwing in a head with this guy and also the science officer and the engineer. Um, So it's a kind of a real alien looking head, uh, black with kind of... uh, three eyes in this kind of fiery orangey yellow very cool looking head and uh, i know they'd never do it but i would love to see the horsemen do as they got long range sniper rifles bullet effects oh, so like yeah. uh, like they do a in torso the with a, yeah. a, a, like a little hole in or a a, a thing i mean I'm, they won't do it i think oh. it's too bloody for them but oh yeah that that no but they might do the fire you know the bullet coming out of the gun effect you know this kind of flame kind that of fire that would be yep. cool enough i'd take that which i like these rifles uh i i have uh i have a few of them or I have at least one of the long range rifles that i want to paint because they come in a flat metallic color which is grand because it's a legion builder but i want to paint one up so i did prime one but the only pain with the guns is you know <laughs> it's not like a head where you can uh, stick a stick into the hole in the head and you know just paint the whole thing with the rifle you have to hold part of it that you want to eventually paint <laughs> and doing it in the one then you have to almost automatically do it in two different sessions so it's like yeah do you pick out all the bits that are metal yeah it's just a little bit more finicky and annoying it's the same with swords and any weapon really uh, they're more annoying to paint but I like painting them. It's just that aspect that annoys me. So, anyway. Uh, cool, so we move on to the... So Sentry, I think, for me, Sentry is the one that... Uh, I suppose is not really lore-related, but it's the one that I would like to army build more and do more customs with, just as an aside. Uh, it's very similar in build to the Science Officer, but I think the Sentry just uh, is a better one for customs. It's just a slightly yeah. darker colour, isn't it? So should make anything going on top of it easier. Yeah. To, if, like somebody like me who might paint parts of the suit, 
you're going to left with a bright white colour if you use mm. the science officer, which is the sentry. Well, like also, kind of, you do have to pay attention to. I've only spot. Well, I knew the legs are slightly different. That lower leg is obviously on the science officer is more the Svexian style leg, lower leg. But actually, he's also. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned this, John, and I was like, "Are you sure?" But yeah, the uh, the science officer also has Olek Thigar's gauntlet piece, wrist piece. He does, yeah, and that's slightly longer than the uh, mm-hmm. than the sentry one. So yeah, yeah. So you get the slightly longer arms, so yeah. okay, and maybe a little bit le- more of a creature than yeah. human. You know, if you wanted to do it more human, yeah, yeah that's it. Anyway, science officer. So, yeah, so common name, Tusk science officer. Full name, Tusk science officer. <laughs> Race, again, varied. Affiliation, again, Tusk. And planet of origin, again, varied. <laughs> Keeping it consistent. Um, the labs hidden deep within the walls of Havalkatara home to a number of intriguing, yet often nefarious projects. Although many successful experiments have been born amongst these sterilised chambers, the most profitable and prolific is the development and manufacturing of Thrixium. Tasked with guarding the elusive scientists, doctors and lab technicians of the Tusk Science Officers, possessing a fundamental knowledge of science and medicine not only prepares these officers to defend the labs and their inhabitants, but also allows them to assist assist in the day-to-day work maintaining the labs and assisting on projects when demand uh, sorry when deemed necessary so, cool looking Ooh, so figures. they're they're the muscle but they can also be the brains yeah. so yeah i like it so they could definitely uh they could definitely go rogue then if they wanted to i think you i know, might have. stick a bullet in stick a bullet in one of the kind of nerdy scientists and uh and uh you know, run off with their with their creation and uh, do their own evil with it. I think I think I might actually prefer the helmet on the, and I reserve the right to change this mind regularly. <laughs> um, I think I prefer the, the <laughs> this week. You prefer the. <laughs> Are you gonna say I got no sense? Trying to make up my mind really yeah. is so hard. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's cool. Uh, right. So, yeah, I mean. the the So, the science officer helmet. Yeah, I think I think I just, yeah. it's just, I mean, that's what the, thinking about it, though, that's what the, um, the red jet pilots have, isn't it? The Tusk pilots use that head with the sentry uh, body. Yeah. And, well, slight tweak to the sentry body with the. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, if I was to keep one of the heads, uh, if I wasn't to customize one of the heads, it would be the science officer. Mm. I do prefer it with the blue and the the clear bubble. Mm. Looks cool. Yeah, I might have a little more so around. than the yeah, sentry with the thing. flat yellow. Yeah, that's more something for painting, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So the next up, next up, the engineer. Uh, common name: Tusk engineer. Full name. Tusk engineer, race, varied, affiliation, Tusk, planet of origin, varied. So, whilst Tusk engineers can often be found seeing to the needs of Havalkatar's inner workings, more importantly, they are members of a menagerie of individuals attending to High Warden Slog. 
Slog's complex system of life-supporting equipment and strict regimen of Thrixium serum require constant observation and maintenance, and the engineers faithfully serve in this capacity. Additionally, these engineering specialists are proficient in close-quarters combat, so they can step in as personal guards should the need ever arise for them to defend the High Warden of Havalktar. So... So there is bitches. I was going to say, hopefully the more effective than all personal guards of all the big baddies in Star Wars, because they were just dispatched <laughs> left, right and centre, weren't they? <laughs> We've got really cool out- red outfits. <laughs> Gone. I was about to say, reminiscent <laughs> yeah. to the Crimson like, Guard. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so there, yeah, female 2.0 figure, slightly bigger feet so they don't fall over as much. Uh, to check my shop. To see, oh, oh no, oh, Kragnar has taken off the whole shelf of good guys. Okay, didn't notice that until today. Thankfully, it's a detox, so they're all just up against the door. There you go, live from my shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck opening that door. (laughs) Yeah, might stay (laughs) stay for a few days. (laughs) Yeah, Kragnar is... uh... Is the one that's had a little. Big dad. I was actually quite impressed. He stayed. It stayed in place for a few days, but yeah. Uh, but I can say I can safely report the engineer is still standing. So, next up, I think possibly the specs aside, the tusk style figure that I'm looking forward to most, um, which is. Uh, Common name, Slygore, or Tusk Gravekeeper. Um, and the full name is Slygore Riz, or it'll be Tusk Block 5 Attendant. Um, and then Slygore is the race Athokrian, whilst the Gravekeepers are varied again, all affiliated to Tusk. Slygore's planet of origin is Gior, and the others are varied. Um, although, although much of a prisoner's sentence at Havalkatar is spent steering clear of the throngs of Sexian prison guards patrolling every corner it is the guards of Block 5 that need to be avoided at all costs these Tusk Block 5 attendants commonly referred to as gravekeepers are tasked with watching over the disciplining the watching over and disciplining the inmates unlucky enough to find themselves in the dreaded lower ring of Havalkatar's prison. They are led by the brutal commander Sligoris. Um as I say, I think these are the ones I'm most looking forward to. I like the shields and the batons and the the different builds and yeah, Sligor's it's true, it's a very cool. Yeah. Yeah, I think I only ordered one of these so far, so might have to uh, correct that, but they are uh, a deluxe price, so I ordered. They are; they're the price you ordered. I ordered. Yeah. Which I think back at the time when it was Wave Two, wasn't this Wave Two? Uh, yeah, yeah. Shortly after Wave One. Uh, now that I have Wave One in hand and they're so good, now I'm thinking I need more of these. I I actually uh, ordered. Five or six of them from the four horsemen at the time because of having all the different builds. Um, wow, yeah. you you were smart. Yeah, so I ordered like one. I think I ordered an extra one with my all in 
going to regret that when it comes round. <laughs> and, <laughs> For uh, shipping, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, Lesson learned on that one. And uh, yeah, then like my other order from this wave was just a bunch of them. So cool from that wave, I should say. Yeah, so they are cool. Um, I love that uh, the, you get kind of a number of different characters in it. But you also get a kind of a guy, Sligo Riz, that uh, is the kind of commander of them. Yes. So it's le- it lends itself perfectly to setting them up as a crew. That's it. That's it. Which is what you're going to do. It Matt. does. That was a really good idea. Yeah. I didn't pay enough attention for it to be a good idea in terms of uh, in terms of uh, my buying. But uh, maybe future John is going to rectify that this is where the horsemen have got me though i never ever ever once in mythics felt the need to buy multiples of a character to have you know five or six army build although it's not as bad as that it's not quite as bad as army building i'm not quite like that but there's already the svexians and and them in (laughs) you know it's oh dear (laughs) it's gonna slippery slope (laughs) it sure is Mm -hmm. yeah so just to confirm to the listeners, Malcolm will be selling his entire Mythic Legions collection <laughs> at uh, so he can invest in Cosmic. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest, there's been a few moments I'm like, dude, is this where I start parting ways with some Mythics? But then I'm like, with what's coming, and uh, they're just, they're, yeah. you know, you see the new stuff and it's so, it's incredible, isn't it? And I, I, I couldn't not get it. And I still love my barbarians and things like that. So... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> and plus, they're the parts are compatible across the cosmic. So. Exactly, exactly. You know, so it's always worth holding on to them. Yeah. So right. And did you see? Sorry, d- little tangent there. Did you see a Toy Bros review of Operative Eighty Three? And uh, Joran Runeshaper, his armor matches. Yes, if only I had a Jorand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It's not a, it's not a great one to pop and swap with, but, uh, but that was a cool kind of little coincidence. Yeah. So, or cosmic dwarf. <laughs> or was it? Yeah. Jorand Dreamshaper re-release confirmed. <laughs> Jeremy Shaw in a slightly different blue now. again, just to drive you mental. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right so, anyway yeah the, next, the red jets yeah, come on red jets this seemed to be a very popular one when it was uh shown oh, yeah. for a lot of people black and red baby yeah common use red jets uh sorry common name red jets full name tusk pilot Affili- uh, race various affiliation tusk planet of origin various Tusk pilots are near the top of the hierarchy of soldiers employed by the traders union of the five circles of cosmerium This level of recognition tends to foster arrogance amidst the ranks of these pilots, yet their sense of self-importance is well-deserved, given the skill and dedication required to climb to this lofty rank within the organisation. For all the privileges and status that Tusk pilots are afforded, their position is a perilous one. There is no margin for errors for Tusk pilots, for even the smallest mistake can mean a one-way ticket from the cockpit of a starship to the fighting rings of a penal institution. So So they're Iceman from Top Gun, basically. (laughs) Pretty much. 
And yeah, I'd like to see this in Top Gun 3. I'd like to see Tom Cruise get sent to a penal <laughs> fighting colony. In real life or in Top Gun 3? <laughs> in, in Top Gun 3. But let's let's see him try and play let's see him try and play beach volleyball in the penal colony. See how far he gets with that then. I'm just annoyed he still looks twenty five. Oh, it's just ridiculous. Now, I know there is some camera trickery, but still. I don't think there's that much really. Unfortunately, no. I still he's still a short arse. So <laughs> yeah, I have that over him. It does also suggest um, though there might be uh, former Red Tusk pilots in, in Havalkatar, so maybe in a future release yeah. we'll have, you know. What would the Tusk logo crossed out or something? <laughs> oh, that would be cool, wouldn't it? Wouldn't be bad, would it? That'd be quite cool. Yeah, so I think uh, we we might find a little bit more about the Red Jets uh, in Outpost Axios. So let's move on to the specs. Um, yep, yeah, so these are my favourite characters, both the commander and the prison guard that's to come, but... Uh, Common name, Svex. Full name, Svexian Block Commander. Race, Svexian. Affiliation, Tusk. Planet of origin, Vzapir. Vzapir, yeah. Um, Not much is known about Svexian culture, save for the fact that order is maintained through a strict adherence to the hierarchy of the Hive. That structure is reflected within the ranks of the Svex and Havalkatar. The prison blocks are broken up into units of one commander per block, along with an accompanying ten guards. This structure is reminiscent of the way foraging squads are deployed from Vazapir. <laughs> the block commanders are responsible for the guards that they supervise, as well as the prisoners of the block. Aside, aside from projecting a physical dominance, it is also rumoured that commanders maintain a cognitive oversight over their subordinates. Awesome so cognitive oversight does that mean they have some sort of mind power we might talk about that when we talk about outpost axius okay let's so let's, we'll bring uh, that up that in a bit later. yes yes so let's go straight on to specs okay. since they're so uh, yeah. the prison guard prison guard yeah so i'll just say full name prison guard same details as the other one long known as a secretive and secluded culture the Sfexian hive colonies of Zephyr have been scattered away from their home as of late, with the preservation of Sfex culture and livelihood as their motivator. The Sfexian prison guards of Havalkatar are brutally efficient and an organised force. Rapid population growth is increasingly draining Zephyr's resource. Sfexian foragers have been sent out to the far reaches of the five rings of Cosmerium in search of supplies and sustenance of Vesapir. Others like the guards of Havalkatar take at work as a way of accumulating wealth to be shared with their people. So, quite a sad story there. They're not really bad guys. Yeah. They're just hanging out with the bad no. guys for their own purposes. They're basically there for the money, aren't they? Yeah, which, you know. We've all done jobs for terrible tyrants, <laughs> just to make it earn a living. More so than others, yeah, but yeah. 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 I mean, I did w- once work for a company by Richard Branson, so if that counts. <laughs> and, and I have worked for various banks in my life, so uh, that, that definitely counts, uh, all of them. Uh, none of them better than the other, unfortunately. Uh, just in, in general, by default, as it's a bank, uh, you know from a position of uh, 
a little bit of distance from that. Uh, I can understand that it's, uh, yeah, it's not the best for the world. Anyway. Yes. Uh, so then we get on to character who isn't really uh, law, but we'll talk about him anyway. Well, assuming that the Motu tributes in Cosmic are the same as the Motu tributes in um, Mythic, then he's not part of real law, but he's a, a very cool-looking character. Um, that's common name, Scourge. Full name, Scourge. Race, Duoderm. Affiliation, Tusk. Planet of origin, Quavum. Uh, Scourge is a brutish thug whose only marketable skills are his incredible strength and nearly impenetrable scaly hide. This duoderm tracker has made a career out of hunting down fugitives and returning them bruised and battered to those who have placed a price on their heads. Although not a full-time employee of the Traders' Union of the Five Circles of Cosmerium, Scourge gets most of his work from that organisation. This includes a recent bounty on a Bleeders' Guild spy who uncovered something he shouldn't have. Chasing the spy to a nearby transportation outpost, Scourge waits for his quarry to exit the safety of that facility. One swipe of his massive tail and the chase will be over and he will be on his way to collect his fee for another capture. So I think that's cool, Bio. As we know, the Motu tributes maybe aren't main part of the story, but I think we learn here about the race, Duoderm, so there could be others that are maybe more part of the story. Uh, and we also learn that he's a bit of a bounty hunter type um, so I think that's pretty uh, cool yes. and that he's he's more the bounty hunter that isn't in the leader's guild so they don't have the exclusivity on the bounty hunters well and interestingly chasing one of the bleeders guild so true how is that true. member of the yeah. bleeders guild what, what's he done to Tusk that they've sent him after him yeah yeah, true. <laughs> Although we may never know that. So. <laughs> we may never know that. No, that might just be, uh, yeah, is a, a little bit of a plot. I'm not sure he's subtle enough to be part of the Leaders <laughs> Guild either, is he? He's just brute force <laughs> and ignorance. It's just like, you know. Impenetrable skin and a massive tail. Boof, you know. <laughs> yeah. I still I still imagine when we see um, Scourge version 2 at some point in the future, he'll be wearing the head of that... Uh, Outpost Axius um, guy who upset yeah. him. He would be wearing that as, a, as like a pendant around his neck, going, "Yeah, he's ripped his head yeah, off." Yeah, that'd be quite a cool idea. Yeah, we could get him a little pendant of skulls, even maybe from Mythic. Um, so that uh, closes us out on Tusk. Then, yeah, that is all the Tusk members we have been uh, released. So, or well, uh, told about so far. Um. Next group is the are those the the Grave Ring who are the prisoners of of Alcatar, um in that specific prison block. Um starting with our main character. <laughs> well who seems like he's going he's at we don't know a hundred percent for We've sure. We've got two figures of him. He's he seems character. like a main character, doesn't he? Um so common name Thigar, full name. Olek Thygar, Race, Abelex, Affiliation, Gravering, Planet of Origin, Pytheria? We'll go with Pytheria. 
I, you can tell I didn't think to pronounce these out loud when I was reading earlier. <laughs> um, no, there's no point. Yeah. <laughs> Waking up dazed and distressed in an unfamiliar darkness, Oleg Thygar is unknowingly at the threshold of a life forever changed. After being beaten and dragged along a jagged floor by faceless armoured soldiers, Thygar finds himself restrained and staring up at the gates of the infamous prison known as Havalktar. With his former life stolen from him, as it had been once before, the normally calm and centred Thygar finds himself suppressing a rage that he has fought a lifetime to contain. Succumbing to this rage could lead to his ultimate demise, or be the key to his very survival. So, wow, lot and then we go straight into Thygar, the prison, yeah, the prisoner. So. In the prison of Al, we can just go. Yeah. In the prison of Alcatar, the offences of violent outbursts, open defiance, and attempted escape are all grounds for the cell transfer to the grave ring. Multiple instances of all three of these offences have earned Oleg Thygar a spot in the dreaded block of cells. Uninitiated and unpracticed, Thygar's early days in the fighting arena have been clumsy and perilous, but as a quick study with a vengeful instinct. His newfound skill, combined with a ceaseless tenacity, have placed Thygar as a rising star in the ring. Now accessing abilities he never thought possible, Oleg Thygar is on the verge of becoming something altogether different, and possibly greater than before. So he's undergone a transformation there. He has. From in the prison. I mean, I, from what I've seen... A lot of people like him, like the the figure, the kind of uh, armoured figure. But uh, I think he's more interesting as a character in the Grave Ring. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I, I like the armoured figure, I would say. But yes, yeah, completely yeah. agree with you. He sort of becomes more interesting in the Grave And um, I think the best build I've seen of the figure is where people have taken the the grave ring arms and put them onto the armored body. I think yeah. that looks really cool. Definitely, yeah. That does make it that does make it a little bit extra, yeah. I like it. And I get a feeling we're gonna see him in his spacesuit. Or maybe not see him, but read about him in a different in a different part. Oh, of I think yeah. we're gonna see another So it's gonna be a case I think of we're gonna see another yeah. version of him at some point. I'm not sure I want another version. I'd just be happy with a bit more backstory, so you know why was he there in his spacesuit initially sort of thing that would that would do me i think yeah again i think we'll get that as well i think there's a lot to unpack in his story there there's you know uh what was it um restrained and stare uh no where is it in his uh, his former life stolen from him as it had been once before so what what happened previously um you know there's something that uh he's experienced previously and uh yeah, the, obviously the the sort of becoming something altogether different. That's the the big one, isn't it? Is yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. And we bring us forward to our first alien dude. Yes. Um, this one again was one of them that a bunch of people seemed quite pleased to see because it was a an alien, a grey alien that perhaps you don't, you know, that you don't. You do see figures of, but maybe not quite as good as the four horsemen will do it. Um, so, common name, Aeus, 
full name Aeus Cipitian. Race Greyborn, affiliation Gravering, but also the Maze. Um, planet of Origin, Nevos 51. We'll hear a bit more about the Maze when we talk about Outpost Axis. Um, we've talked about them previously, but there's a bit more of their story in, in those stories that Jeremy wrote. Um, anyway, celebrated across the system for their telepathic skills. The Greyborn are well suited for sensitive roles in the higher echelons of Cosmerium's intellectual circles. A common misconception is that the Greyborn are named for the appearance of their skin, when in actuality this name is due to their mind's ability to access transcendental state referred to as the Midway or the Grey. These abilities and access have granted the Greyborn a unique opportunity to create an information network spanning the rings that is known as the Maze the meshed, meshed assemblage of zonal enlightenment. Oh, wow. Nice, that's, easy read. Uh, <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. That uh, I like that little twist on their, their name, the grey. Yes. Because you, you would obviously just think it's uh, that all these guys are going to be grey. But uh, that's a nice way of also allowing them to do green and yellow and blue versions yes, of this build. Of course, yes, the grey matter. <laughs> uh, of course, they just could have called them something else, but uh, no, I think this is a nice twist. And yeah, they have a mesh. So so my my home Wi-Fi network uses this mesh technology. <laughs> is it the same thing, I wonder? <laughs> you never know. It is a bit like, it is sort of described a bit like, or feels a bit like that. It is kind of a, a psychic yeah. internet of some description. Yeah. I quite like it. It's a good idea. Mine is just like a Wi-Fi box and two repeaters <laughs> pushing it all around the house. But, you know, same thing. <laughs> Are we trying to uh, push that in between a reference? <laughs> Not in between. What do I mean? IT crowd. IT crowd, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, someone said we were like the <laughs> IT crowd, yeah, for Mythics and, or for Legions. Yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite liked it, made me laugh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, right. On uh, Zeri, another one of your faves. Yeah, she's a, well, there's a, they're all favourites, they're all awesome, aren't they? But uh, yes, she's an interesting character. So. Don't make me do the shelf music again. <laughs> Common name, Zeri. <laughs> Full name, moving on quick. Full name, Zeri Inspire. Race, Zuvan, or Zuvanoid. Uh, affiliation, Gravering, and she has a second affiliation of the Mortal Thorn. We'll get a little bit more information about them as well in... Um, and that's the Saxius. symbol on her soft goods, that is, is the yes. Mortal Thorn. A, yeah. a very cool So symbol. she's got a cool poncho, so it's like a leather, it's almost like a leather jacket, like, like a biker's jacket with the symbol on the back. Anyway. Yeah. Planet of Origin, Therius. Once a famous bioengineer on her homeworld of Therius, Ziri rejected the unwanted celebrity status that was thrust upon her. Known for a breakthrough discovery of the regenerative formula eventually known as Thrixium, she disappeared from sight when her discovery was forcefully taken away and used for motives that were less than benevolent. Ziri's disillusionment over the loss of her discovery led her to seek solace among the ranks of the controversial and elusive organisation known as the Mortal Thorn. Although her association with the Thorn eventually led to her incarceration, it was, the, it was that very experience which prepared her for survival within the lethal halls of her Valkatar. So, 
She, uh, There's a lot going on there. Yeah. It's, uh, so she's da- jailed because she's associated with the Thorn. Uh, she used to be an awesome engineer and she invented the stuff that's keeping Slog alive. And now he has her as a prisoner. So does he use her uh, in order to, as a backup in order, if there's some mess up with the Thrixium or, I don't know. Well, I, I, it feels like they've already, they've got the Thrixium recipe and they're doing that without her yeah. anyway. Um but it's this that that suggestion it's being used for nefarious means that you know so actually it's been used for other things besides keeping slog alive because I wouldn't say that's other than you know he's not a very nice person but it's use there isn't bad is it it's yeah it's probably what no. it's meant for <laughs> um is it keeping some people alive who you know Living a lot longer than they're meant to be living, ancient beings of some kind, Ooh. maybe. Interesting. Um, thinking maybe the Ferox again are coming into it, perhaps. Oh yes. Um. So and then. Yeah, maybe they don't want anyone living as long as them. Maybe so. Possibly, it's like, well, hang on a minute. Yeah, quite possibly. Um. So on to Vorga. Uh, common name Vorga. Full name Vorga. Race. Kubarian, sounding a little bit like oh, barbarian. barbarian. <laughs> yeah, ooh, yeah. No wonder you like her. <laughs> Affiliation, Gravering, Planet of Origin, Akunga. And this is a pretty cool... Uh, Akumbaya, Akumbaya. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Blood-soaked and deadly, the lowermost ring of the prison cells in Havalkatar is not so affectionately known as the Gravering. This dreaded block of cells is known for housing the roughest and most disruptive inmates in the prison. This is where you'll find Vorga. As a former edge hounder, a highly trained special ops division of the policing force known as the inter, inter-orbital, inter-orbital Perimeter Guard, Vorga's skill set and attitude have earned her the reputation as one of Havalkatar's most dangerous residents. Despite her tough demeanour, her warm personality and yielding sense of humour prompt others to align with her whenever possible. So. Yeah, she's she's a strong one. Ah. she's uh, And the interorbital perimeter guard sounds like it could be an interesting uh, group. And it's yeah. not specified who they're actually connected yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. I think they might be after Rich's scumbags of the galaxy. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Good luck to them. <laughs> my my groups ain't no prisoners. Um, they're chased by prisoners now. If they're chased by Vorga, yeah. <laughs> um, so on to quickly on to uh, the next chap, which Crag Cragnar, uh, uh, common name Crag, full name Cragnar, race Tetraderm. So we get that Oderm bit or the Derm bit, which. Uh, but with the tetra to reflect his uh, multi- his multiple arms rather than duoderm. Um, affiliation, Gravering, Planet of Origin, Quavum. Valkatar's lowermost ring of cells is formally registered as Block 5. This grouping, however, is more commonly referred to as the Gravering due to its proximity to the grave, the fighting arena at its centre. One of the star attractions in this brutal battleground is the massive four-armed behemoth 
called Kragnar. Not always valued for his size and strength alone, Kragnar was once an architect and a builder of great cities on his home world of Quarvum. Despite the violent repetition he faces day after day, Kragnar's constructive ideology fuels him with the motivation to push ahead one brawl at a time. So. Yeah, there's a lot also for him. I mean, architect, the forearms comes in handy there as well. You can be drawing all sorts of lines with the forearms on your little uh, draft sheet or whatever. You after an add-on package, John, where he's got... <laughs> He's got like a little sheet of paper, <laughs> a draft, pencils, yeah. rulers, yeah, that yeah. sort big, of stuff. It's like a yeah. huge, massive kind of easel thing, you know, with rulers going across it. Yeah. A, real, a diagram of a massive, big, uh, cosmic kind of building. Yeah. Sounds perfect. Sit, little chair for Kragnar behind it. And he's also... <laughs> I checked here, and obviously Quarvum is the, the same planet yes. the Scourge yeah. comes from. Yeah. There you go. So the derms, the derms so come to the yeah. same. So it's at least, two. yeah. So we should be getting a triderm at some point. So we're on to new, a new affiliation and the best figure in that affiliation, bar none. Possibly one of the best in the in the whole uh, of what's been revealed so far. Uh, one of, I say. Uh, so yes, common name Novian. Full name, Novian Lean. Race, Carzinian, Carzinian. Um, affiliation, the Bleeders Guild. Planet of origin, Azara. One of the most feared organisations in the known worlds, the Bleeders Guild is a barbarous collection of sadist thugs that are specially trained to extract information. The tropical planet Azara's hostile environment offers a fertile training ground and home base for these despised this despised organization infamous even among his his corrupt associates is the ruthless carzinian called novian lean he's too cool too cool (laughs) yeah this is a great bio because it doesn't really tell you too much but it tells you enough yeah well and it's where they went wrong with boba fett in the end because he ended up knowing too much about him and now he's not cool anymore I feel like with the first wave, they added a bit more information to the bios uh, nearer the time that we got the figures, so we might get a little bit more information about these characters. Oh, you think? I oh, feel maybe. like they did. I might be wrong, but uh, someone can confirm that, maybe. Um, but yeah, Novian Lean's very cool, and I like the sound of this planet, Azara. Uh, it, sounds, it sounds an interesting planet. Very good. Well, best of luck with the next one. <laughs> oh, we know the next um, one, Yeah, Malcolm confirmed that the other week. Uh, common name. I remember that. Common name, Umbira. There you go. Full name, Umbira Jumgaira. <laughs> Race, Skorox. Affiliation, the Bleeders Guild. Planet of origin, Azara. Born and raised in the treacherous, treacherous, treacherous and punishing tropical environment of Zara, of Zara, Mbira Jumgaira was forced to be a resilient with, from the, an early age. The planet's blazing temperatures and ever-present threat of danger tend to breed unmistakably aggressive Ozarian tendencies into the personalities of its citizens, 
vicious and perverse, and Byron is no exception. Um, wow, so <laughs> vicious and perverse. Well, Woof. we get a little bit more information in one of the extended, yeah. expanded articles. Um, the plan. I'm reading this just straight, so I might have cut bits out. So the planet of Azara is also mentioned in the expanded bio information of Novian Lee, as is the connection that that the tracker from the Bleeders Guild has with Embira. That connection and more of Skorix's Bleeders personality is detailed in this expanded information. Um, After years of animosity due to a botched assignment, Embira and Novian Lean have mended their relationship and have formed a partnership with the Bleeders Guild, an organisation that trades in extraction and brokering of information. Her poisonous barbed anatomy is truly terrifying threat. Equipped with a prehensile tail topped with a venomous stinger built for paralysing and grabbing prey, it has now become a symbol of terror for those who she pursues. Dripping with malice and bloodlust, Mbira Jumgaira takes her immense amount of pleasure in the fear she instills. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool as a character. Yep, she is. She, I think, I think when she turns up and people have her in hand, there was a bit of a, turkey lady, yeah, amusement about it. maybe over what she looked like initially. But I think when she turns up, people will start to really like her, and I think that uh, translucent uh, body will really appeal to people as well um, as something quite different. So. She's going to be the hang hagnon of cosmic, isn't she? I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Um, or the marmite. I think by sounds of it, though, Azaria. I think by the sounds of it, Azaria is the one planet in Cosmic that I don't want to visit. <laughs> it's just punishing heat. Like every species wants to kill you. It's just like, yeah. They're all cranky as all hell. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Deserts and jungles and every, every horrible possible uh, environment you can imagine. Um, yeah. It's basically yeah. Australia, <laughs> isn't it? That's what I thought, yeah. <laughs> um so yes so next we get on to the second of the uh motu tributes uh this time uh, we didn't really say who the other one was a tribute to did we but um whiplash the previous scourge, one was yeah. whiplash and this one is uh many faces um so common name op 83 i think i'm going to refer to him to that as that a lot Full name, Apportive 83. Um, Apportive 83 is actually what it says. Race, unknown. Affiliation, the Bleeders Guild. Planet of origin, unknown. Something of a mystery, even among other members of the Bleeders Guild, Apportive 83 uses advanced illusion technology to alter his appearance, voice and mannerisms. This technology allows him to infiltrate even the most secure locations in his efforts to gather intelligence for the Bleeders Guild. Apportive 83's most recent mission brought him to the undisclosed Tusk facility. Donning a suit of Tusk armour, he was able to uncover startling secrets that the organisation had been keeping hidden. As he was leaving the complex, Operative 83's presence was detected and an alert was put out for his capture in immediate return to the facility. This spy now finds himself on the run, armed with a secret that will either lead to his destruction or a hefty payday from his employers. Yeah, not a main character, but a cool bio. Yeah. 
really cool figure. Check out Toy Bros review today. It's awesome. Yeah. As he's not a sort of main canon character, I'm presuming it's going to lead to his destruction. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, good shaft. We well, unfortunately, we. Pro- yeah. Scourge will eat him. That'll be that'll be a third third party head someone will make with Scourge's mouth open and Scourge will eat him, and then uh, somebody else will take out Scourge, and then they're done, and that's fine. Oh, here's an interesting yeah. one. Do you think with the any Motu tributes they do in Cosmic, they'll try and continue the the story? That little story of what's going on there just within the tributes. There's a challenge for you, Jeremy. <laughs> that would be cool, yeah. Yeah. Make it its own little canon, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be quite cool. Little side canon, yeah. Um, I like it. So we go on to another affiliation next, uh, the Red Spiral. We've only had one character revealed for this. Uh, they, they seem quite a cool organisation. They seem to be the one where we're going to get all the techie people the cyborgs and that sort of thing um and this character the common name is canucks or stinger full name is canucks full race is Rasiris. affiliation the red spiral planet of origin subring 19 sex rate sector 84 the red spiral outpost Located deep within the fifth circle, the Red Spiral is a community of labourers and traders trying to endure the rigours of living at the far edge of the system. These conditions result in a community of rugged and resilient citizens who work, whose work ethic is as solid as their unity. It is for this, these reasons, along with enhanced strength, resilience and survival instinct, that members of the Red Spiral are coveted by fight ring promoters across the system. Every time he steps into the grave, Canucksville's fighting style and jagged, intimidating visage exemplifies the traits of his kin. Very good. So he's a fighter for hire. Yes. Kind of. It's a bit like that. Um, the ring promoters, it's almost like boxing, isn't it? It seems like there is the, that sort of underground fight ring, fight uh what you call it, uh, um, yeah, fight network going on, doesn't it? it not just Valkatar, but other places as well. Um, so we need to find which of the horsemen is into boxing. Sorry, Rich. <laughs> I was going to say, and possibly this means that inside each of the, the Tusk prisons or penal colonies, there is one of these fixers, as possibly. it were, who's in charge of this sort of thing. So, you know, prisoners will get sent from one prison to the other. It's quite possible. Um, so yeah, and then on to the next affiliation, the maze. We've had two characters revealed for this. One of them was Aesipitian <laughs> that we talked about earlier. And there's also, uh, next one whose common name is Altar, full name Altar Silovius. He's another Greyborn affiliation, the maze, and also planet of origin, Nevos 51. So, uh, the Greyborn's ability to access a transcendental state known as the Grey has granted them considerable power, as well as a measure of celebrity in Cosmerium. The Maze, the mesh- meshed assemblage of zonal enlightenment, is recognised system-wide as a source of information, and those who wield that information help shape the opinions of the populace. 
Yet despite this power and influence, there are those among the Greyborn who believe that the maze is being used improperly, and that they long for a return to the ways of old. Altair, Altair Silovius is a Greyborn traditionalist, one of a growing number of his race who have begun to argue for a return to the days before the maze and their association with official government bodies, a belief that information should be shared freely and without dilution or added interpretation of the facts is what Altar and the traditionalists have argued. It is this stance which has brought them to the attention of many in Cosmerium, including some who agree with what they preach and others who wish to see the sermons and those who speak them silenced. I figured this guy out. He's a Brexiteer. <laughs> He's got the Union Jack on his head. He longs for a return to the ways of old. He's He thinks the maze is used improperly. The EU is the maze, obviously. <laughs> it's clear. They're trolling you guys. If it's a Nigel Farage <laughs> tribute, I'm never, ever buying it. Just with you. Never buying it. <laughs> I'm just telling you, someone might be trolling you Brits there now. Wow. I, I, I took it more as being... Uh, He's a more... Uh, you're obviously right, Mal, whatever you're going to say <laughs> next, but, but still. I'm trying to get it back because all I can think of now is a Nigel Farage tribute and we don't want that. <laughs> He's ugly enough to be Nigel Farage. If he, comes with, if he comes with a pint of beer in his hand, then we'll know it's a Nigel Farage. All our American tribute. listeners are now Googling Nigel Farage. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. really sorry. <laughs> For your troubles. You might just find a poo emoji. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be more appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, politics and all that. So anyway, another grey, yeah. Uh, yeah. pretty cool. Um, let's see where they go with them. Yeah. Uh, so on to another uh, faction, uh, not faction, affiliation, let's use the right terms, is Axor, Axor 3. Uh and we've had one character revealed so far. We are get this. We are going to get another bunch of characters revealed for this uh, group, this affiliation, this coming Friday, obviously. Um, so, common name Kali, full name Kali and Shun, race Zuvan or Zuvanoid. We've had a Zuvan, haven't we? She's the same as. Uh, Maybe we haven't. I felt like I'd read that. Yeah, before. we have, yeah. yeah. Uh, it is Zeri. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So they're the same Interesting. race. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Planet of Origin, Therius. Yeah, affiliation, Aixor 3. A bodyguard, a bodyguard employed by the Aixor 3 company, Kallian Shun's job is to make sure that fellow crew members and the cargo they are carrying arrive safely at their destination, and that all agreed-upon payments are made upon delivery. This position keeps her constantly busy and always on the move, a situation which which suits someone trying to escape their past. Callie never talks about where she came from, including where she learned the combat skills she has become known for or where she acquired the unusual armour she wears on parts of her body. Only the captain of the ship she flies upon knows that she was once a member of the Iperian Column, the elite bodyguards of the Ferox Empire, dismissed from the ranks of the Iperian for questioning a direct order from her commanders, Callian immediately decided to leave Zatrach. 
it's getting hard, Zotratos, I mean, saying the words, she changed her name and her appearance and took work that would utilise her skills, which, which would take her far away from what her gut told her was danger posed by the very institution she had once sworn to defend. Fantastic. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm very. She's she's a very pretty (laughs) skull. I think we know that. I'm very fascinated with the ancient armor thing here. Yeah, I think I think I'm 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 quite looking forward to and intrigued by us finally seeing some of these fair rocks because I'm as I said before I'm almost I don't know if I said it on here but I definitely said it to you guys didn't I that I'm almost certain that armor is linked. Well, it clearly is linked to the fair rocks, but does that mean the fair rocks are all? More ancient armor, almost looking a bit like our mythics figures, you know. So, yeah, that could be the link. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she's another interesting character, isn't she? With uh, lots of mystery and story. The the Ferox thing, which we talked about the last time a little bit more in detail, Mm. uh, is very interesting. Definitely. Um, I think maybe Tiger might be a ferox, just with the shape of his head and the ferox goes. I have a sneaking suspicion, yeah, yeah that he's yeah. So, his race is part yeah. of all that. We just they maybe just don't know it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, certainly a Cronin race, even yeah. if ferox. Cronin, yeah, related yeah. back to the ferox. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and finally, we have the last character bio. Yeah, let's um, go. Unaffiliated citizens of Cosmere. Common name, Cavern Svex. Full name, Svexian Mine Worker. Race, Svexian. Affiliation, Unaffiliated Citizens of Cosmerian. Plan- planet of Orin- Origin, Zapir. A subterranean variant of the Svexian race, Cavern Svex are immediately recognisable due to their almost colourless bodies, a product of the very limited exposure to light that they see in the underground tunnels they call home. A life spent in near-complete darkness has given the cavern Svex abilities that are expertly suited for work in the deep mining colonies spread across Cosmerium. These subterranean Svex come in two varieties, the six-armed tunnelers which conduct drilling and evacuation operations and their rarer winged flyers which are tasked with running messages and supplies from the surface of the mines to the deep dark tunnels below. Very cool looking figures again. (laughs) Yeah. And this one has the wings, so I guess it's a flyer. Well, you can set him up so he's he yeah, can he set comes it up with the six arms as well. Yeah, he comes with an extra. Oh, he comes set with the extra arms. set of arms. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, it's those little, little oh, pinchy ones. Need more than one then. Wings shoot. Yeah. Um. Okay. So we get onto the stories next, which is uh, well. Then oh, I, I have a suggestion here. Yes, that maybe we. Cut the lore here, and we're going to do part three. Yeah, sounds good. Because I think otherwise uh, this is going to be another longest episode ever. Yeah. And I think... Uh, yeah. No, but I think that's that's fair enough, uh, because I want a few minutes here now to uh, make a show of ourselves yes. in advance of the reveal of yes. Cosmic Wave 4. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm not going to make too much of a show myself because I have no clue really other than I think it's going to be 10 figures. But uh, maybe you guys have put a bit more thought into it than me. A little bit. It's, yeah, it's definitely trickier yeah. with these than it is uh, with um, with Mythics because they've been around longer. We have 
a general idea about what we might see and the factions are a bit more defined and that sort yeah. of stuff. With, with consonants being so new and the affiliations being so varied, then it's a bit trickier. But I know what I'd like to see, certainly. Yes, I've got That's it. already a good start. I mean, I, you know, I could think about it from what parts we could see being reused. And I mean, clearly, the sentry build is going to be a key component to any cosmic wave, it looks like now. Well, I think there's sort of been hints that we might actually see a bunch of new parts as well. I think Jeremy, without saying well, I it, think... kind of was saying, because <laughs> he's very good at not saying yeah. it, but saying things, um, that uh, I think we we might, I think, We'll be surprised um, by the diff- some different builds, I think. Uh, different, uh, not builds, you know what I mean, different. Yeah, different parts yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and characters. So we have this crashed ship with the six survivors. So we can take it for granted we're going to get them. Uh, except this is book one, yes. isn't it? And Jeremy yeah. did hint that maybe that means we won't get ah, all the yes, six cool. in his show he did a big dub um yeah he said the ox crew was actually in in the calendar to come out be released this this expansion uh this wave was due to be released last year but uh because of you know what was going on and different various yeah. factors they couldn't. And, yeah um and yeah he one of the things he said when he was talking about it is that yeah what Rich has just said there about uh, we might not see all of the crew this time, which I think is quite cool. It opens up the potential for more other characters because he did also say this was a this is the next big expansion. He, he he clarified that this is basically our proper wave two. Um, so we should expect a similar size to um, Havalkar, I imagine. Yeah, they're going to be running through these figures in an hour and a half Yeah, show to get through 10 characters. They're going to have to put a foot down. Well, I think there'll be one or two or maybe three Legion builder types. Do we have any feeling for something, if we look at the mythic, so something the mythic equivalent of like a horse? I think mech suit. In terms of a character type. I think we're going to get a mech suit. Mech suit. Um, Yeah. I think a mech suit would be driving the community bananas in terms of hype. Yeah, I was thinking in terms of legion builders that some, some like robots. Yes, robots. So yeah. technically, if they're not if they're not sentient, they wouldn't count as a survivor, as it were, from the ship. So the ship could have had. Oh, robots. that's true. They're doing all sorts of media. Yeah. But I, I'd like robots so that they, were so, that, so they'd lend obviously us robots. You know, yeah. not like the. Obviously, the Tusk Sentry could be oh, a robot yeah. because it's a helmeted figure and you're not sure. But I want something that's obviously a robot. Yeah, I'd get you with that. And there's no question about it. Sort of, yeah. yeah, yeah, and a real kind of robot yeah. head. And, you know, a Dalek from Doctor Who. And with Canuck Svold's cybernetic parts, then it, you know, we've seen them do the, the servos and all that sort of stuff, haven't we? So that hopefully will then lead into. I'd love a couple of brute scale figures now. Yes. And also, I'd, so the thing I'd love is something like brute scale, um, but also something like smaller than goblin scale. 
kind of tiny little creatures, maybe like a three pack of like little that that comes in the price of, you know, maybe a deluxe figure or something. Three little alien kind of dudes with a load of little kind of accessories. Funnily enough, I actually think we might get something that is goblin compatible. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I just get that feeling. Um, the build, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense for the system, doesn't it? Mm, yeah. Well, they've got some of the parts. I was going to say they've got some of the parts already in the engineer, so it's just producing the goblin bits of that, isn't it? And and yeah, you know, or goblin sized bits because they're not going to be a goblin, but you know, yeah, like and anything, John, you've been looking at my yeah. notes as well because I got <laughs> tiny people. Yeah, you've been you've been you've well. been banging that drum now and it's kind of got into my head, and I I knew it would be. <laughs> you were probably going to bring it up, but I, I thought I'd get it in there, just make it look like it's my point rather than yours. <laughs> and what and what would you want from that? Would you be happy with very, very limited articulation on that? More of a... Uh, no, I mean, I'd like... It doesn't need to be a bit like the, you know, maybe the trolls have slightly less articulation being a huge figure. I'd still like them to have enough articulation that it kind of makes sense, not that they're really kind of just, you know, a head and, you know, not not 5 POA, but they don't need to have maybe, you know, they could have two points of articulation in the arm rather than three that we have today. Uh, they, they don't need every, you know, it depends on, on the size, but if they're quite small, you know. Remember these timekeepers they did? Yeah. Back in the day? There were these tiny little fragile kind of weird looking figures with big head. They were very brittle and fragile as far as I believe so. But they they definitely have history in doing this kind of scale. So that would be fun and interesting and definitely add another dimension to it. Because I find Cosmic is very bulky so far, which I love, but... Uh, we could do with the variety now at this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm something I'm hoping for, and it's something I want in Allegiance too at some point. Is multi heads. So I'm hoping as as a navigator as one of the characters that survived, that maybe it's the character's got two, maybe even three heads to help them with their navigation duties and that sort of thing. Or stuff like stuff like different types of visors, maybe. Be cool as well. Yeah, that could work as well. Um. What I what I desperately don't want is just more, and I don't mean this in a bad way because I love Cosmic Legions, but more of the the one point zero generic spacesuit builds. Just I, th- I think they've sold, they've done well enough with these. Now. Well, that, that was another sort of hint I took from uh, Jeremy. Uh, his, his show, he said he actually made the comment that they felt they needed to go a few waves before the, and uh, before. I mean, I can't remember if this. I'm probably paraphrasing him before they introduced the really weird alien characters. And sort of said, but they've done really, really well, so they might move that forward. Or I mean, but we are strictly speaking a few waves in, so we could see some more weird stuff that's a bit unexpected. Yeah, that would be fun. Um, anything, anything like a vehicle, like a speeder bike, or like a little. No, I don't. I don't think we're far enough into the line yet. I think potentially longer term that could well work. I think the most, the weirdest thing we're yeah. likely to get this time is a mech of some sort. And I think we've talked, haven't we, about the huge bulky one that holds a 1.0 character or, 
or a 1.0 size mech that holds a smaller I, alien. I have a sneaking like suspicion a based on the number of head packs they've been doing in Mythics. We might get a head pack as well because it would work well for like the Legion builders because, you know, all these Tusk uh, characters are all essentially Legion builders. So I do wonder if we'll get a heads pack as well. That would be fun. Um, and then what about something, you know, everyone's been putting the Attila head from the tactics figures on the sentry. You think we get something like a space marine type build with a humanoid head or no? Mal is really. I think they're going to veer the, no the, the yeah, away from that. They're going to let people yeah, I think do that themselves. Yeah, I think they've been really reluctant to put humans in space, and I think they're going to stick with that, certainly. Fair enough. Me. And then if we look at the so the planet that they've crash-landed on, I mean, that's wide open for a funky type of, uh, monstery type of, uh, you know, whether it be rock people or whether it be kind of just weird creatures. So I'm, I won't say expecting because that sounds very much entitled, but I'm really hoping for one or two really creatures that like, you know, live in space that might be even, you know, you know, just simply scary monster type dudes, you know, sci-fi scary monsters, horseman style. Yeah. And I think initially when I saw this, I was like, oh, it's the inhabitants of the planet. They're going to be really similar but actually they're they not necessarily because the horsemen have already given us the duoderms and the quad Tetra. quadoderms whatever they're called um on the same uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Octoderms>. <laughs> on the same planet you've got you've got Umbira and uh yeah. and lean from the same planet too so that you know they've already set in place a universe where you can have multiple sentient species on the same planet so that gives us more opportunities for this as well Cool. And, and then another thing I had, like, what about an overall kind of color scheme? Are we thinking really bright and sticking with the kind of cosmic theme? Or does anyone feel this might be a little bit more darker, muted, gritty, weathered, crash landed spaceship? You I know, think we could have a combination of, of damage. Both. Yeah. I, th- I think the whole exploration crew thing could be a yeah. bit more muted. And just dirtied up because they've crash landed. But then I think the yeah, they could be really could luminous. Be and like I'd love, like as yeah. I mean, that's something that from a customizer that like fluorescent paints, for example. Okay, you see people do customs with them, but they are, you know, the uh, the pigments in those paints, you know, from on, on a kind of normal commercial level that we can buy, they're not great. So they require an awful lot of layers and stuff. Proper luminous kind of bright, crazy sci-fi colours done by a factory. That would be really something that's hard to replicate. I'd love to see that kind of stuff. You yeah, know? I'd be fully on board with that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I like the colours, as you know. So. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. More colours for the and better. Tentacles. Let's oh, get, let's tentacles. Get tentacles. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And then you can use those in Mythics. So come on, get the tentacles in. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Anything from Mythics you'd like to see brought over in terms of parts or no? To, thinking, no? Not thinking really. I don't think, no, I, I, I think, yeah, I think I don't really want, I like the space yeah. element side of things. So you could easily have like a scumbag of the galaxy or something and they've got a, 
a plate, you know, like a a mythic torso. So it looks like we've got a plate armor torso or something. But actually, I'm not sure I want that. I, I want the sort the the sort of space element side to it rather than just you know we've got some you know. You could get away with the gloves, um, uh, Duban and, and uh, Valak, their, uh, their style of gloves. You could get away with them. Um, maybe true, their true. boots, although they do look a bit armory. Um, but yeah, but nothing, nothing big and obvious. Oh, the hood. Although I think they're going uh, for yeah. fabric hoods, perhaps more so now, aren't they? But uh, uh, maybe. But something like yeah, the Duban yeah. or the Alpha Ranger type hood. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Anything else from for wild speculation or are we good to go? Yeah. For Friday night. I haven't got a I haven't got a lot. It's uh it No, the only the only last one wild speculation I had was that there might be a Cronin race on the planet oh, yeah. that have pretended pretended as it were to go extinct or vanish. And they don't want to be found again, so they could be a real issue for the survivors. Oh yeah, anything crone and ferox. If we can, after reading through the lore so far that we've got, anything that brings that bit further along, you know, our first cronin type figure, rather than just the the skulls we've got as packings. Although the fact that we've got them as skulls makes me think that they're maybe, you know, kind of almost extinct. And the reason Tiger is so special is that he somehow has still the Cronin bloodline or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. genes in there yeah, somewhere. Maybe he's maybe. the the he's mm. the one remaining Cronin in the galaxy. <gasps> okay, well, tell you what, I hope I get this up in time, and I hope some of you are listening to this on the road to PowerCon. I'll be listening to it in the kitchen in Luxembourg, making the breakfast on Friday morning, making sure that it's uploaded properly. <laughs> Rich will be, he probably won't listen to it in Wales because he's still on the 4G and he won't, uh, he won't be downloading it on the 4G. Yeah, that's not <laughs> But I have to say, Rich, we got through it. Not too bad. We, oh, you said that. It's not. Yeah, has it finished uploading? Well, that's another thing. We could be another two hours <laughs> waiting for it to upload, but I've got it on my uh, on my backup recording here. So all all else fails, we've got some version of the podcast, so we're never going to have the last episode incident again. But uh, <laughs> thanks for listening this week. Um, we have part three of Cosmic coming up. Now that we didn't get through it all, we don't know when whether it'll be next week or whether we'll. Uh, have something else next week and we can slot well next week is going to be talking about what's going to happen on friday night let's be honest oh yes uh so it'll be at least two episodes time before uh, cosmic legions lore part three and maybe longer who depends on if rich has got some guests lined up for us or not i'm, I'm working on it <laughs> on his 4g <laughs> no I, i'm actually on three i'm actually yeah. on 3g working on that yeah <laughs> sorry rich don't mean to do our production meetings live, you know, or <laughs> on recording. Okay, thanks for listening this week. Anything else from you boys? Are we good to go? We're good to go. Just remember, everybody, in that big wide universe out there, just stay safe. Stay safe.
get your 4G, 5G if you can. All good. Thanks, guys. Enjoy oh, PowerCon. Yes. We're all jealous. <laughs> We're all jealous. Very, Very jealous, jealous Europeans. <laughs> <laughs>